Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to At the Table with D. Monique. Here we have real conversations with real people who are sharing their real life story. I'm your host, D. Monique, and our special guest today is author Cynthia Walker. Hey, Cynthia. Yay! How are you doing today? I am awesome and glad to be here. I am so excited. I'm so excited to have you. Before we get started, I do need to take care of some little housekeeping things because it's one thing that I always forget, and that is to ask the listeners to please um, follow this podcast, share it with their friends, and then give us some likes and comments because that way I'll know if they want you know me to continue making this content. Um, and if what I post, they like, you know, so please, if you guys will, uh, do those things for me, I would greatly appreciate it. So you all know, one of my favorite parts of this podcast is snack time. (laughs) So if you do not have your snack, I want you to go pause the podcast, go get your snack and then come back. You know how you are when you're at the table with your friends and your family. They're like, you got some food. I know we're talking, but you got some food, so we're going to have snack time. And before we start our snack, Cynthia, I do want us to pray because I remember growing up as a little girl visiting my great-grandmother, Lucille, and she would always make sure that we prayed before we ate. So we're going to start off with just a simple prayer of thanks for the food, okay? So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this food that we're about to receive. We let it bring nurse. We ask that you let it bring nurses to our body. We thank you for this and all blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, Cynthia, you are our guest. What you snacking on today? What you got? These are my snacks. What does it say? This is cars. But it's the peanut butter and dark chocolate. These things are cracking a bag. They are really so good. So, so good. So, backstory. Okay, please. I, I love QT. Quick trip. I don't know if you uh-huh. got me. So, I love, tried to franchise with them. Love them like that much. So, wow. these have been my snack since I've had, you know, the opportunity to go to QT's, I just found a bigger version in Kroger. But these things, I mean, it's a mixture of salty and sweet, not too mm-hmm. much though. And the dark chocolate, it all just marinates together. It has like these candy coated, um, like these candy coated peanuts in them. It, it's just a uh-huh. good snack. Don't do it with anything sugary to drink, though, because it's going to be too sweet. <laughs> okay. Some water. But if you like to ride down the road, not on a summer day, because this chocolate's going to melt and it's going to get on your hands and everything. But make sure you got a cool room temperature wherever you are to enjoy this nice snack. Well, Cynthia, now you just can't come on here and show us your snack. You got to try it out for us. Uh, look, I was, <laughs> I was trying not to be rude. You know how you try to wait for everybody else to have their food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to listen. Don't don't think I'm greedy. 
we do not think you are greedy. Enjoy your snack, girl. And so for the listeners, if you guys don't know what Quick Trip is, it is like a major gas station. Um, Like a flying, what is it? Flying J's is Flying J's. Pilots Mm -hmm. is another brand. So it's one of those places where if you're a truck driver, um, I know they have some places where you can go in there and freshen up, take a shower. Um, if you're just traveling on the road, you can get some gas, some snacks. And some of these um, quick trips, I've been to the ones in Atlanta. They mm-hmm. have like a, a hot bar now. They do. That was pressed. Yeah. Girl. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> they have these pumpkin pretzels. And uh-huh. you can get them, if you get the, like the cream... The cream dip, it's a little bit too sweet for me anyway. Okay. You dip those things in that whipped icing or that cinnamon sugar pretzel that they have, and it's nice and it's nice <laughs> and warm. And you can dip it. That's some good eating. That's some mm, good eating. That sounds good. Ah, it's good. It's good. That it's really sounds good. good. <laughs> so I'm going to share my snack. Now, um, a couple episodes ago, I shared this brand. It's called Partake. And this is a vegan-friendly brand. But it's just not for folks who are vegan. It's also for people who have have allergies. So if you're allergic to nuts, eggs, wheat, dairy, soy, fish, shellfish, mustard, uh, sesame seeds, or sulfites, these are for you because they are free of all of those ingredients. So the last time I tried their um, chocolate chip cookies, and they were good. Um, so today I'm trying their birthday cake. Who sells those? Um, I found them at Target. Target. Yes. Target. Right. And they're cute. You kind of see they have the little sprinkle sprinklers. <laughs> sprinkles in there. So let's see how it tastes. It tastes good. The sprinkles mm-hmm. are just for appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It tastes like a regular cookie. So nothing birthday cake about it except for the sprinkles. But it's still a good cookie. Um. Mm. Let me finish too. <laughs> they sound like they're pretty healthy as well, but Target always has like class A stuff. Yeah, Target is one of those really good brands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like these cookies. This this will be something I could put two or three in my lunchbox to give me that um, little sweetness. You know, sometimes after you eat lunch, you just want something a little sweet. Mm-hmm. And so this definitely can be it. Or when my uh, my nieces and nephews are visiting, it'll be a snack that I can eat as well as them because sometimes I buy snacks for them, but I can't eat them. So, yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So this is good. Yeah. And this brand, this brand was made by a mom whose daughter had different allergies and so she wanted to create a brand or create a cookie that her daughter could eat and um yeah she came up with this and I remember I was reading about her story 
she um, she was selling these cookies out of her trunk of her car. That just lets you know how mm-hmm. dedicated she was. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Those have, you have explained them so well. They have such <laughs> meaning and depth to them. So you know I'm going to Target tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and you get some cookies. Look, I'm trying not to be greedy and go tonight. I'm trying to wait until tomorrow. So at least it doesn't make it look like I'm just hard up for them. It's all right. You could be hard up for them. <laughs> but you know what? With, so I know these are supposed to be nut free, but I like pecans and walnuts mm-hmm. in my cookie. And I tried that chocolate chip one. If they could make a chocolate chip one and put some pecans in there, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would set it off. Mm-hmm. And they just mm-hmm. have to put a little note on there, you know, nut allergy. Yeah. yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. Aftertaste is good too because sometimes you can have some things, you know, it has a funny aftertaste, but now that the flavor is like lingering in my mouth, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's always important too. Because you're right, they do have a lot of aftertaste with a lot of things. Yeah, look like look like we both buy our water from Sam's Club. <laughs> Sam's Club. My husband said he was going in there today. I said, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but that scan app is is that's where it's at. That scan and go. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. I've learned to I fell in love with that since they've invented it with Target. I mean with um Sam's. So you know what? Um when I go to other stores, I do not like self-checkout. I try not to use self-checkout because I just feel like it takes away from the the cashiers because they hardly ever have, but tar- I'm not Target. Uh, Sam's Club is my one exception. <laughs> I do use the scan and go because, you know, they have the folks that are at the door that are checking your receipts. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Sam's always have, have people around. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like there's a shortage of jobs by me using, you know, the mm-hmm. the self-checkout. So, yeah. Well, you know, I got to ask you this. I'm sorry. I'm, pro- I'm off topic. <laughs> we'll get back go on ahead, Go ahead. So what do you think about, because I know when I go on Walmart and I do the self-checkout because seeing the other lines can be intimidating at times. So going to self-checkout and they have that review. Have you seen that? That review at their self-checkout where it has like stars and you have to rate your experience. So it's like, well, why would I wait and break my experience when I check myself out? And so I was yes. just giving myself like fives because I'm like, yeah, I did a good job checking myself out. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Is this saying that having self-checkout is five star that we don't really need someone to work at, as a cashier or that interaction with human beings? So I stopped. But I thought maybe mm-hmm. you saw that as well. No, because I never use self-checkout over there. So um I think one time I went, I shouldn't say never, um, one time I went and I didn't have a choice. They didn't have any cashiers and my only option was, and I was really disappointed to be honest, um, but my only option was to go through self-checkout and me, because I think I'm a comedian sometimes, I asked a guy, I said, um, can I get an employee discount? <laughs> and he was like, oh, sure. And then he was like, what's your, what's your number? 
And I was like, I don't have a number. I was like, but I figured I work here since y'all making me do self-checkout. Yeah. So I want an employee discount. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a good yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, I, felt, I felt bad because um, he actually did look like he was going to find out how to apply <laughs> that point. And then when I told him I didn't really work there, but I, I mean, y'all want me to do self-checkout. No. <laughs> I, I work here. <laughs> I'm on the payroll. I need a little Walmart shirt, a Walmart vest, whatever y'all wear. I need this. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That is so true. That is so, so yeah. true. Yes, ma'am. So what'd you do today before we got on the podcast? I enjoyed a lovely church service. Today, yes. um, we talked about love. We've been on love for maybe like a couple of weeks now. So mm-hmm. today was love one-on-one. Yeah. So, so that's appropriate. It's the month of love. Yeah. 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 It, it steps on a lot of toes, but it's needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. What about you? You went to church today as well? Uh, I went to Bedside Baptist. Okay. Okay. Look, look in in your in your bed. Okay, all right. Did you have Did you have a little instrumental, a little soaking music at least while you were at this? Um, no, you know what? I um, I haven't found a church here, and that that shouldn't use that excuse. But I've I've visited a couple of churches here, and um, I just haven't found the one but there is one that i say that i want to go and visit um here you know in augusta Mm -hmm. so i need to i need to make that that trip and go check them out but this morning i just kind of use it as a time to like relax my mind i was thinking about things for the podcast because um i'm still new to podcasting but this is such a joy. I get so much joy having the opportunity to talk to everyone. And uh, even right now, just thinking about like talking to you, I just want to cry because I, I, um, I feel so honored mm-hmm. that you guys would, you know, take the time to talk to me and trust me with your, your stories. And um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I just, I never thought this is what I would want to do. And now that I'm doing it, man, it feels so good. Well, I can say uh, you do it well. <laughs> you, know how, you know how you can tell people who are destined, I guess, I guess that's the way to put it. People who are destined to do a certain thing, some things just come easy, you know, like it's seamless to just walk into it. And that's the way you make it feel. I mean, it's such oh, a, wow. it's, it's just such a different atmosphere. And it makes, it makes you feel like at home, like, oh, I'm like, hair down, let's just talk, girl. You know, that kind of feeling. And that is, that is, I think, cause I'm, I'm kind of very authentic. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very keep it realish um, with a Christian f- flair to it. And I feel like that's what's needed. So kudos to you. I say keep doing what you're doing because you are doing a phenomenal job. I'm proud of you. Happy for you. 
Thank you. I really appreciate that. I really do. (laughs) And I just know as time goes on, it's just going to get better and better and better. Like little kids would say, it's going to get better. -er." (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It's it's an honor to be with you. Don't, Don't look at it as, yeah, it's an honor to be with you on your platform. Well, thank you. So let me tell the folks how we met. Um, Cynthia and I are both dental hygienists. And um, a friend, we have a mutual friend. And so we were working on something and we needed to ask Cynthia her opinion because um, she she's a hygienist who is on the road. So she works on a mobile unit. Um, and so she's in a fast paced environment. So we had some questions and we needed her input and she took the time out in the evening and she just answered all the questions and she even referred us to some people. So she's such a, a kind hearted, uh, person. And I just thank you for, for, um, doing that during that time when we were talking, she mentioned that she was going to be publishing a book and I was like, Oh, well, Cynthia, I got this podcast. I haven't started yet, but when I do, will you be a guest? And she said, yes. She yes. said, yes, she would. So I just want to introduce to you guys, Cynthia Walker. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a dental hygienist. As I said, she's a business owner and she's an author. And so again, Cynthia, welcome to the podcast. It's an honor. <laughs> Yes. So tell me, you've been a hygienist for a long time. How long have you been in this hygiene game? Hygiene, it's gone on 20 years. 2024 will be 20 years in hygiene. And I was in dental assisting before then, like 26 years or so. So yeah, it's been a long time. All your life you've been in in dentistry. Oh, geez. Yeah, it seems that way. long time yeah but hygiene is great and you have a business where you help hygienists find work can you tell us a little bit about that so we started hygiene helpers um and it's a platform well i'm just gonna say this it started as finding hygienists um for different offices but i don't even know i can't even tell you when it migrated because you know i started finding dentists i found it started finding front office assistants. So it just really opened up to dental office professionals and really just okay. finding staffing support for them. And it just kept growing. Um, I can't really say anything more than it's been, it's been busy. It's been an honor and it's been a lot mm-hmm. of expansion, but hygiene helpers has been a blessing. I think that was the launching pad. And it just opened a door for so many other, you know, business opportunities and things that I'm working on right now. Wow. And if you guys don't know, um, some hygienists don't work full time, just like some nurses don't work full time. And so say, for instance, an office has a hygienist who's maybe going out on maternity leave or maybe on vacation. They can reach out to Cynthia and say, hey, we need a fill-in for this, uh, you know, time. And she finds them a hygienist. And now she's finding front office. 
members. So let me ask you this. When you're finding the front office, the assistants and the dentists, are those full-time positions or those uh, temps as well? So usually, and and this is how I kind of consult offices, if you are looking for dental assistance or front office staff or any ancillary services within that, I recommend going full-time. I don't like to do part-time or fill-in posts for those positions. And the reason why, usually when you find people, you know, dental assistants or whatever, they're not really, you know, they're not really the people who want to work two or three days a week. You know, hygienists, right. that's kind of how we model ourselves. Hygiene, nursing, I think speech pathologists, we kind of, mm-hmm. we're, we're saturated with women. So women have to be off because sick kids, you know, we're usually the, everything. We Usually women are the people who would stay at home with kids. So that's right. like the biggest market to have someone to step in because men are going to mm-hmm. be predominantly the breadwinners in most homes. So that's how it all got started. So when you look at having an assistant working part-time or a front office staff working part-time, it's typically, unless you got special situations, it's typically not mm-hmm. ideal. So right. usually I try to shoot for a full-time or at least the offices just talking to the staff members once they get there and letting them make the, op- the, the options on what can accommodate them during that time. Okay. So sometimes it's probably almost like a working interview. Yeah. 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 You go Most, in yeah. and if they, you're, you fit the team, then you can get hired. And that's so important when you're working so closely with someone to make sure that they fit in with the team, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, why did you decide that you wanted to become an author? Like you're a hygienist, you got a business, like what made you want to add author to, <laughs> to your list of great accomplishments? Uh, I don't, well, it was a decision, <laughs> but um, I think it was more a push. If uh-huh. that makes sense. I have been, I don't know, I guess me being a church girl, it has been said plenty of times before that I was going to write, I was going to be an author. So I kind of knew that, but I'm in the background and I like background. I like to just make things happen back there to get in front of a camera or anything. has kind of been very intimidating. So mm-hmm. the push to speak and the push to write really came through a, a very important or special person in my family who just really... She knows the potential is there. And basically she laid stuff out in front of me to say, okay, did you ask God? You know, when you throw that kind of stuff, well, did you ask God? Cause you're telling us no, but have you, you know, that kind of way. So mm-hmm. when that came out, I just had to do it. It was kind of, okay, okay, whatever. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to put my feet out there. And that's what got me started. I haven't stopped since. So God used your family member to give you that nudge. Because you weren't listening to him. He was like, let me have somebody on earth speak for me. <laughs> Look, now that I'm disobedient, I'm not disobedient. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't I, think you're disobedient. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all game for helping people with whatever they got going on. I just don't, you know, I, I, I guess I don't like all the attention. I don't know what it was, but 
yeah, I, I just wasn't going to go out there without a push, I guess. <laughs> well, um, have you ever listened to uh, Joe Osteen's story? You know what? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Refresh it, because I know I listen to him okay. a lot. So when Joe Osteen's dad was alive, Joe Osteen worked in the background. He was the behind-the-camera guy. And so when his father died, he wasn't sure that he could do it, you know, because he enjoyed being the behind-the-camera guy. And that's okay. For some of us, that's what we're meant to do. We're meant to be the support person. However, sometimes it's okay to step in front of the camera and be that front person. So I'm glad that you did that. And so now we have this book that you have written, you know, yeah. and in order, yeah. And because you, you have a book, people want to see you. They want to meet you and they want you to tell them about your book. Yeah. It, yeah. It, so it, it, tell it, us it, about your book. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is been a journey. I think, um, and in this book, and I guess I should lay it out. So this was an anthology project. And so my aunt is actually a um, publisher. So she has her own oh. publishing company. She, she's like media. She's like everything, uh, communications and, you know, editorial stuff. That's who she is. So wow. she was the one, this is her second volume of Live, uh, Living Faith Out Loud. And so um, she asked She asked to do the first version. I said, no, of course. So the second year, I didn't have a choice. She made me do this one. And with this one, and I kind of recommend that anyone who is, if you're afraid of writing or if you're not really sure, you know, what, what writing will be like, I just kind of recommend to go that route. And I'm, it's not for everybody because some people know full-fledged what they're going to do. But with the anthology, it gave me a chance to leverage audiences, if that makes sense. It gave mm -hmm. me a chance to work with people who were authors in other sectors who, you know, they were already pretty versed in the whole production thing. Um, they were big figures themselves. And so mm -hmm. having them and being able to come together to do a project like this was amazing. Um, and I, I can't stress enough, like some of the people that were in this project, I mean, it's live your faith out loud. And it tells, you know, just what you had to go through, what, what brought you to the point to show people how you live your faith out loud. And mine just happened to be like a, a horrible relationship, but that was just one facet of my life. Some of mm -hmm. the people, even in volume one that I read, I mean, it's like, oh my God, these people are writing about, they, they have some heavy, heavy stuff. And it's just a chapter. This is just mm -hmm. a chapter that you have to write, but they wrote on some very heavy experiences that I, you know, it's kind of like Lord knew what to give me, um, what right. to put on me because I couldn't bear those kind of, that those kind of burdens. But hearing their stories and mm -hmm. seeing what they had to go through and seeing where they are now in hindsight, 
it is such an inspiration. It is such an inspirational book. And because of that, we were able to make Amazon bestseller. I think we had like maybe seven or eight categories. Uh, we really did well. We, you know, be, been introduced on different platforms. And just the people that I wrote with, I mean, they're they're huge. They're they're hosting conferences. They're you know they're pastors. They're you know public figures. It, it was just an honor to write with those people, and it really gave me a sense of what what being an author was, what it can do for your life when mm -hmm. you do take that step. Well, I just want to say congratulations. Yes, you know that you. that. I can only imagine how you feel, yeah. you know, to see that you're a part of this project and yeah. it's getting so much recognition. Yeah, it's 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 been an honor. It really has. I, I think it was more an honor to be a part with such great people, more than it was for me to write. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, one of the things I wanted to ask, which I think you already uh, answered was, did you self-publish? But you didn't because your aunt has the publishing company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've heard, yeah. I've heard because, you know, just kind of letting it slip out there ahead of time. I do have some more on the horizon, but I, I don't think I'm in a part where I would self-publish. I, I have heard things about self-publishing and I think with my lifestyle, that would be a lot mm -hmm. for me, but mm -hmm. some people, they have the lifestyle, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm about to hire an assistant probably here somewhere soon. So some people, they have that kind of time. They have the, you know, they can manage those things, but I know personally in my life, I just don't have the capacity to do that right now. So I'm not against it at all. Yeah, I just feel like it's it's each his own. With whatever fits you, you do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, what was the writing process like? So, I think the progress the uh, process was introduced maybe maybe February March. It was introduced, mm -hmm. um, and so we started writing. Um, for us, of course, being Christians um, and this being a Christian platform, we were told to pray and ask God what he wanted us to write about. And then once we had that, then to start writing, if it wasn't in a day, then, you know, just get to yourself and just write. So I think immediately for me, I was able to, I was able to kind of throw it out once he gave me what to write. Um, it, it opened me up because it, you know, I'm, I'm authentic and open, but I didn't know that he was going to have me to be that open on, um, right. on, a, on a platform like this. But once I did and got through those months, I think we had until maybe like late May to have that chapter written. Um, and then you go through proofreading. Um, where, you know, they go through, they kind of proofread and edit or whatever, and then they send it back to you to make the corrections that you need to make. So it's a lot of back and forth. And then, you know, you're picking your images then. What kind of images do you want for for your book, for the cover, for the back, your, um, your forward? Who's going to do that? Just those little stuff 
steps that they have you to go through and they kind of want you to have that stuff in mind like when you sign on so i would say if you're getting yeah if if you're if you're thinking about it okay you you know what your topic is going to be um i think we had like um we had like classes on, okay, these are some of the outlines that you can go by, how you can, you know how you do those uh, story clouds or I think, you know how when you're in, in English class, you have like this main topic and then you had all of these antennas and clouds right. around them. So yes. that's how you can kind of categorize everything into your chapter. So everything's, you know, keeps the same consistency and the same tone throughout your whole book. So once we finished that and got to editing and your final edit which i was thankful that i have any um editing that much anyway that needed to be done then you you know you have your bio you have to write um making sure you have all your pictures together for promotions so i think we actually set forth to do a pre-sale i want to say maybe mid-summer um we started the whole campaign to pre-sale, which was a whole, mm-hmm. honestly, the writing was pretty easy. The pre-sale, I think you have to know where your strengths are. And what I mean by that, for for a pre-sale, I'm not a big seller. Um, uh-huh. But then, you know, you have to make sure your social media is, is here. Make sure... Um, you know, you're getting yourself out there so that when you do start to sell your book, hey, you have more avenues, you have your marketing skills are like, you know, grade A. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. <laughs> so that was the hardest part for me. But like I said, some people, I mean, wherever your weakness is, find you a good marketer or find you a good person who could aid you in that because I don't think there's anybody who's perfect in everything, but it's good to have people around you that can kind of fill those empty areas so that you're not lacking anything. So that was, I think that was it. Go ahead. I think you made a good point. Basically you're saying, (coughs) excuse me, no one to ask for help. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No one to ask for help. And that's that's every relationship, I feel, you know, especially like in a marriage relationship, you know, where I'm weak, you can be strong. So, you know, two people aren't necessarily going to be alike, but the parts where you're not alike can be something to kind of help to benefit you on the backside of that. And so you always look at your weaknesses. And if that, if your other person, your friend, your mate, whoever it is, has that strength, by all means, you grab that person on and you let them, that's, that's what life is all about. It's about teamwork. Yeah, because it would be so boring if we all were alike. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, the world is perfect. No, it's not perfect. It's no expectations of anything else. It's just all redundancy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many authors are part of the uh, project? For this project, I want to say it was 25 authors from all over the United States. I don't think wow. we had anyone international, but yeah. 25 across the United States. I think that was the that was the total number. Mm-hmm. 
It was now it, I can see your book. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Can you see it? Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> I can see your book. Yes. Bring it. Bring it to the camera so that people who are listening. I'm sorry. The people who are watching can see it. And then if you would tell us the title for the listeners. And so the title is Live Your Faith Out Loud. And this is the volume two. There's a volume one that's just as awesome. Some good authors in that one as well. But this is the volume two. And that's that Amazon bestseller. Is that what that sticker means? That's what that is. And we waited until we got that um, after the pre-sale before we took it to print. Yep. Yeah. Nice because when you when you uh brought the book closer, I was like, what does that sticker mean? That's yeah. so cool. We were happy for that. Everybody was like, nope, you wait to print. Wait to print so we can put that on the front. <laughs> nice. So is that um so there's there's someone that I um I follow and I actually purchased one of his books and before his um book came out they were doing a lot of Mm pre-sales so is that common in the book world it is it is it's 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 so common book launchings the book pre-sales it is so common nowadays that i mean it's like every other day you're seeing someone releasing a book or doing uh the pre-sales or doing the it's it's a campaign um -hmm. is what they call it but yeah very 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 common and it's just a way it's a way to know how many books to publish or to print kind of beforehand you can kind of gauge what you're going to need later on based on what you do at that pre-sale i know um steve harvey i've mentioned steve harvey a lot in my podcast because i really love steve harvey i uh i have called him reverend doctor brother (laughs) uncle (laughs) steve harvey uh and somebody actually was like oh i didn't know steve harvey was a reverend i was like no i I made that up up. (laughs) but um i remember when he was talking about um his book he was saying that the book world contains some of the most honest people Mm -hmm. um when it comes because i know you say you don't like to talk about sales but sales is a part of it and money is a part of it because Mm -hmm. when you produce a product you have to sell it and when you sell it you make money Mm -hmm. and he was saying that you know sometimes when he was on the road um, you know, with promoters, you had to like, you know, say, hey, where's my money? But when he wrote a book, he did not have to chase the book people down. They actually were sending him money mm-hmm. saying, hey, here's your, here's the money for your book. So mm-hmm. I remember him saying the book world mm-hmm. contains some of the most honest people. Yeah. And I think for me, because like when, when we did the pre-sale, of course, like, your publisher gets like a certain percentage of whatever mm-hmm. you know you sell in the pre-sale and so what we did well some people i'm not gonna say everyone but what i did you know you can go on amazon and you can order the book that's fine but when you order directly from the author themselves then like i have a a shipment like i'll order so many um and then sell them for the same price as you do on amazon you don't have to do all the shipping or you know however you want to do it Mm-hmm. But 
if I pre-buy them, then that kind of takes all the guesswork out of the publisher having to send me a check, if that makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because I've already paid the fee for for that. So that's kind of out of the way. But when you order them on Amazon, it's just a different, it's just a different thing the way that it's, it's whole, it's totally different. And I'm sure if you're mm-hmm. self-publishing, that will be something, I don't know how, how it is with Amazon or whoever, but it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole, whole thing. So it's something to, to really know about, um, once you get into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you're not a, in front of the camera person, but have you gone out to promote your book? I have done most of the stuff has been virtual. Praise the Lord for virtual. Uh, <laughs> I've done some lunch parties. I've done um, uh, a lot of like different platforms to kind of, you know, clubhouse, um, hosting other things. I think at church, I think Pastor, he, he uh, mentioned it at church. So we got sales from there. A lot of people who knew I was writing um, once it did come, of course, you know, different doctors and everything, they were like, they were in on a pre-sale. <laughs> yeah. But um, to have an actual launch myself, I have been asked to do one, but I felt like because it was an anthology, I felt like I needed to invite a lot of people who were co-authors on the project. But I do know that once I launch my own personal i'm gonna go ahead and do a a party somewhere uh or book signing just to have something formal that everybody else is expecting i think this is for everybody else not me but but that's the protocol you have a you have a book launch or um, a book signing so well listen um i think going online like you said you're doing the online parties i think that's really wise because you can get in front of your friends and family, friends of friends who you already know. So that gives you a level of comfort right there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you could tell them, say, hey, I got this book. And just so you know, I do want a book and I want it signed. I want an autograph. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but whenever I get a book and I have the opportunity to have an author sign it, I um I want it signed. I I I have so many books. I have you know those storage um uh tubs. Uh-huh. Totes. I have like three of those full so of books. books. Yes. I I have an issue getting rid of books. <laughs> but some books you don't need to get rid of. Yeah, and I'm like I, I need to find some place in my house to display them because do you remember growing up, people always had books out on yeah. display? Yeah. Like yeah. there used to be houses. I remember my aunt, she had a, uh, her house had a built in bookcase and it was just something so special about being able to go over to that bookcase and pull a book out and sit on the couch, sit on the floor, wherever and just read. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, I have to say, I have been one that read a lot 
younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is that makes me weird, but I'll read the same book over and over again. I'm a creature of habit that way. So you know weird. <laughs> so it's like to get a new book, it's like, uh, but I like this one and what it had to say. So I've kind of been stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it when you have a good book, yeah, especially when the characters are really good, um, you just read it over and over again. Uh, years ago, I remember when, whenever I moved, I was always a part of a book club. Oh, wow. And Aww. those book clubs were so much fun because everybody would get together. We would bring snacks. Yeah. Some people would, you know, sometimes we would have meals. And you, you get together to discuss the book. And I've, I've seen those. I don't even think I've ever been invited on a book club, but I've seen them and it's like, oh, that's so sophisticated. That's so nice. And sometimes the book picks were good, especially I think um, the Michelle Obama book. I think that was the last one that I heard about um, where they Uh had book clubs that were actually sitting down reading about those. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are awesome. You should start another I sh- you know what I I have initiated one with my sister mm-hmm. and my my actual sister and then my adopted sisters, mm-hmm. um, but we've never we ha- it just hasn't caught on yet. But I need to talk to them and say, hey, <laughs> yes, let's, let's do this. But um, remember, Oprah used to have her book club. I'm, I'm sure she probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a big deal mm-hmm. for authors to get on Oprah's book club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, that was as soon as they got on Oprah's book club, like before there was a, a Amazon, right? New York Times. You, could, you would sell out your books because Oprah had so many followers. And it was like, oh, Oprah's reading it. I want to read it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think anything that probably anything that Oprah <laughs> Oprah can say, Cynthia, hey, I'm famous. Yes. Yeah. She's she's yeah. always gonna be good like that. Just the mention. Yeah. Yeah. I Her, think Oprah think? just has a good heart. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of what people people anytime someone seems like they blow up and they become really big. There's always some naysayer on the sideline that is trying to bring them down. And here's the thing. None of us are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're not going to do things that are pleasing to every single person. Mm -hmm. I I really do feel like (laughs) it's so funny. I think Friday we had this same, me and my sister had the same conversation. But I think we're just in a time where, and and a lot of people are deceived anyway. You know, a lot of people they're gonna say certain things. They're gonna they're gonna try to sway your attention other ways. And it could even be you. You know, you, you see people talk about probably yourself personally, and it's not even true. So we can only imagine what they're saying about someone else. So. I think we're in a time where you just have to trust and believe for that person, you know, as you know them. If they haven't shown you anything different, 
If they yeah. have not shown you that, then you take it at face value. But this this time of well, such and such said this about them, that gossiping negativity thing. I don't I don't think mm-hmm. you need to go there because you're not gonna like anybody or you're not gonna trust anybody if you keep going after that. That's just my little soapbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. My no, I I I um I agree with you, and I can hear like my aunt saying well they talked about jesus <laughs> and we are and we are not as great so That's hey right. let them talk but here's the other thing if someone wants to take the time to try to discredit you i say you're pretty awesome mm-hmm. because they are taking time out of their day to go and spread this word mm-hmm about you mm-hmm. so you pretty awesome that they want to to do that you know you're special you are mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. and um as much as that song kind of get on my nerves sometimes i like it but after i hear it like three four times i'm like it's enough but alicia keys this girl is oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know that's the that's the female anthem. <laughs> I love that song, but let me tell you, the radio station when that song came out, they played yeah. it to death. I was like, if I hear that one more time, but I loved the song. They just were playing it too much. You know, it's such a great inspirational song. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's just like that. Um, what's her name? Adele. Remember when Adele came out with that song? Is Hello? that the uh, the God? It, I know it's a slow song that they yeah. Is it? It's it's uh. I don't know uh the name of it. That's a shame. What she said? Hello. Oh yeah. That song. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think yeah. about Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Listen, I was trying not to give you the Lionel Richie hello. What else? <laughs> Let me go back to your book. Uh-huh. So I know that you guys are available on Amazon, but where else is your book being sold? I have copies. Amazon is going to be the place to get it unless you're getting it from me. So if you're getting it from me, okay. um, you can always email like hygiene helpers at yahoo.com or you can go on my website, um, hygienehelpers.online. And there's a link, Living Faith Out Loud, that will take you to a QR code or the job form link. And mm-hmm. people who are not in my area, if you just fill out the job form link, it will basically send me a message to uh, mail you your book. And I'll sign it, I promise. Nice. <laughs> so that's good to know that you will sign their books because it's just something so special. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have yeah. been guilty, I think, a couple times, and people have bought them to me. It's like, you didn't sign. It's like, yeah, oh my God. So here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better, guys. I'm getting better. <laughs> yes. We have to get you a special pin, a, a special autograph pin. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. nice because I love a good pin. <laughs> yeah. I may have to look through my craft stuff and see if I can send you a pin. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. We're going to paint it gold. <laughs> Girl, all right, do you do crafts? I do. 
I do. Yeah, I, I, I dare not. I show won't me. even. Sh- Listen, I will, I'm looking at I'm looking in the all in the uh, closet right now of all the fabric and t-shirts and vinyls and beads and and thread and all the the stuff that's in there. Yes, ma'am. Look, I, like, I, I want to show my camera and show you around the rest of the office so you can see no. the cricket and everything. I got all the vinyls and I just redid it, so I got a whole a whole cabinet that's just craft. <laughs> yeah. We'll do we'll do that after the podcast. We don't need anybody else in our business. We love we love y'all, but we can't show y'all our business. No. <laughs> oh, oh, Look, I have I have socks in this office that I was supposed to uh like personalize for one of my little nieces from last no. year, last school year. I need to take the time. Now uh, that's an idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You, you I me. have the ribbon, everything. <laughs> yeah. And so you were gonna do like lace, like the the fold down kind with the lace around it. So it has the lace on it, and what I wanted to do is I've never done it, but I figured I could do it. You know, you know, you just have in your mind, oh, I know I can do that. But I have some ribbon, and I wanted to. Uh, take my sewing machine and sew the ribbon around the sock. Mm-hmm. And that way she'll have um, the ribbon that I have is a uh, yellow. I think it has a uh, pencils on it. Oh, and that way it has. My... Yeah. That will be cute. Yeah. I'm a forever crafter. Yeah. You, you gave me some ideas. Oh, that's so cute. Yes. Do you sew as well? So I used to sew a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think during COVID and these masks, I think my little my little sewing machine went to the pot. So uh, I have to get another needle. I think I bent it really, really bad. So yeah, I got mm-hmm. some thick material. It was it was too too much for. It. But yeah, I I haven't gotten it down really really good but little minor stuff yeah mm-hmm. most definitely oh yeah i i i realized that you have to buy a lot of needles yeah 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 i mean i can't tell you how many needles i have broken when <laughs> i sew when i was sewing those masks i probably should have had on um safety goggles because <laughs> sometimes those needles when they break just that snap. they just <laughs> and I've been like covering my eyes. I'm like, did it go in my eyes? Did it go in my eyes? This is disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you could have gave me a warning, but I guess it's like I'm struggling over here. I gave you that warning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sewing is uh, so therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. I have all this fabric, especially African fabric. Oh my god! Oh wow! I, I have, to, yeah. There's a lady. Uh, I I want to invite her to the podcast because she's another great spirit. But um, I buy my fabric from her, and sometimes I have to avoid her page because I'm like, girl, <laughs> you have so much fabric you haven't used yet. Like, why are you buying more fabric? <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> but it's always good to have on hand. That's why they don't go vinyl. It's always good yeah. to have it on hand. 
I have so many, I have so much and I buy it like six yards at a time. Yeah, you see where I got a problem? Yeah, that's yeah. See, I get <laughs> you have to do like me because I got tired of having the stuff and not using it or not using it fast enough. So it's like, okay, if I didn't make Christmas gifts out of it, that was it. It's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, Goodwill can't have this. I have to find. <laughs> no, I'm gonna use this fabric. <laughs> she said, I'm determined. I'm determined. No. <laughs> I can't give this to Goodwill. This fabric is too, too fabulous. <laughs> well, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you after we. Okay. After we yeah. So um, I want to know um, if there's someone out there and they want to write a book. What I mean, I know this was a team effort on this book, but just what you learned so far from the process, what would you advise them? I would advise them. I I think I've said it, but I'll I'll say it again. Wherever your weaknesses are, make sure you have someone around you that can strengthen you. Um, Mm -hmm. The writing, if it's, uh, if it's writing, that's your weakness, you know, have you an English major or someone who's, who's very, very good and proofreading things. Have that person kind of around you to help reword something or use some of the apps that can kind of help you reword or or give you better terminology for certain things so you're not being repetitive. Um, But having people around you that can help in the areas where you're not really good. um, that's, That's the most important the very, very most important. And I think more important than that, do it. <laughs> don't sit back. Just do it. Yeah, don't sit back and, and think about, because once you do the first thing, even if you say, okay, I'm going to do an anthology project just to get my feet wet. Once you do the first step, everything else gets much easier. And I found that in pretty much every area of life. Once you just make the plunge to start, everything else Mm -hmm. gets easier. You may have some hiccups, but you'll be more prone to keep going because you have started and you have time invested. But don't sit on it. Don't Don't sit sit on on it. it. Yeah. 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 So do you see yourself being a part of another book project or maybe trying it out on your own? Definitely trying it out on my own. Um, mm-hmm. I got one project that I told them if, when they start, I'm definitely a part of it. It's going to be a good project. Um, I will do others as I feel led to, but okay. definitely my own. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Cynthia, so much for taking time out of your day to come on here. Thank you for yes. having me. I think this has been more of a talk, honey. And that's what that's what this is listen, that's what this is about because um one of the reasons why one of the motivations around starting this podcast is because I like to talk to people and people like to talk to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'm out and people will just come and talk to me yeah. and they share very personal things with me. 
and they don't know me. Yeah. I mean, they've <laughs> never, they've never met me. And during some of those conversations, I have learned some great life, life lessons, right? And I want to bring those conversations to the audience here. And I need to stop calling them audience. You know, y'all my family now, you know, right. I'm gonna have to start calling them my play cousins. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's what I'm going to call everybody now. what you think about that? My play cousins? Play cousins, play aunties and uncles, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to start calling them that. But, you know, I want to share those things because maybe someone isn't trying to write a book. You know, that's what we're talking about now. But they just needed to hear somebody say, just get started. Mm-hmm. They just needed to have that little reminder, that little push to say, you know what, let me go ahead. Mm -hmm. And for instance, you got your feet wet by writing a book and you did it with a group. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something they want to do, but they're not really equipped Mm -hmm. to go out on their own. Mm -hmm. So maybe they are now motivated motivated to partner Mm with someone else Mm -hmm. who has experience and so that they can, you know, gain from that, those, those folks experience and then add on to it. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. for this podcast. And I just appreciate you and everyone else who has given me the time to share their stories. And I just can't wait to share more in the future. Thank you for having us and continue to be yourself. Y'all, this is like a conversation with your girl. You are (laughs) awesome. You are awesome. Yeah. And you guess what? When you come on, if you want to be on this podcast, you got to bring a snack. Okay. (laughs) Don't come. Don't come to this table dry. You better bring you some snacks. We're going to check that on this when we get out. Bring you some snacks. But Cynthia, I know you already shared your email um once, but if you would please just share again um before we go off, and then we'll also put it in the notes, the show notes. But just tell everyone how they can uh get in contact with you uh via email as well as your social media accounts. So my email, if you want to email me, you can do hygiene helpers at yahoo.com. Um, if you want to do my website, it's hygienehelpers.online. Um, I'm on Facebook, Cynthia Walker. On uh, Instagram, Cynthia Walker, RDH. On uh, TikTok, it's Reaping a Harvest. So I'm on all of those platforms. Follow me, friend me, whatever you want to do. Just let me know, hey, I'm here for the content and whatever else I place that maybe crazy or whatever, but mostly inspirational. Yes, your page is very inspirational. Yeah, I think we got enough craziness going on. We need some inspiration. (laughs) Yes, yes. So again, uh, thank you, Cynthia. And thank you, my new play cousins, for uh, listening into the podcast. Until next time, be blessed and peace. Peace.